in a crude laboratory in the basement of his home. Welcome to the CEO Raider Podcast with your host, John Maeda. If you like the podcast, please post a review to Apple Podcasts. Subscribe to the podcast. I think I'm going to start a new feature on the podcast once every couple of weeks or so where we pick a CEO or a company or sort of a phenomenon within industry whereby we try to uh, shine a light on things we don't like. You know, recently we talked about CEO overreach and distracted CEOs in a recent podcast and posting to our sister site, Tech Today. And oh, by the way, you can now find podcast content in Tech Today content. That is techtoday.com, not to be confused with some other copycat sites out there. But that content may now be found on the CEO Rater website. And so the way we're doing it is if we mention a particular company in either the podcast or in a Tech Today article, we post that content on that company page within CEO Rater, within the platform. So in order to access the platform and see that content, you need to register. Good news is it's free to register. Uh, depending on whether the content is premium content, you would need to then either subscribe to the uh, to at the moment the Tech Today newsletter. The podcast, as you all know, is for free. Tech Today, for the moment, is for free, and we will soon have a, a paywall. But not to worry, we're going to make it affordable so that everybody can access our premium content at Tech Today. So for today, I'm going to chat a little bit about cybersecurity, and I would highlight those of you in the audience who may be limited partners or investment committee members who are part of the decision-making process and allocating retirement funds and pension funds to alternative investments and you know, within the alternative investment sector specifically venture capital because it, it feels like based on the deal flow that i see that i read about that cybersecurity is overfunded and i was just kind of thinking about it this, this morning i was reading uh, an article in the wall street journal that talked about how cybersecurity the how the guts of it, the mechanics of it are different when you're talking about securing data in the cloud as opposed to data that's on-premise that sits behind your firewall, which is true. But then given that case, as more and more data is, is uploaded to the cloud, and I'm not just talking about consumers, but within the enterprise in particular, it makes sense that you have to uh, secure the cloud and stay vigilant about it because it's, uh, security, as we all know, is a, cybersecurity is a very much a cat-and-mouse game. So then, therefore, if you're the leader in enterprise cloud, which is Amazon's web unit, AWS, they, they dominate that space, wouldn't it make sense to proactively secure your platform and thereby your customer's experience? Wouldn't it make sense for you to secure it as opposed to, as opposed to partnering with cybersecurity vendors to create a patchwork of cybersecurity solutions. Wouldn't you, in other words, wouldn't you, want, wouldn't you just want to own that IP if you're AWS? Or if you're Google, they have one of the competing cloud offerings. Or Microsoft Azure, that's the other competing cloud offering. And there are others in this space. But in the aggregate, they have maybe 3 or 4%. Amazon's in the high 90s in terms of market share. So the reason I raise this point is if at the end of the day, Amazon and others are going to own this space through cybersecurity IP that they either develop organically or acquire and it's going to be both it'll be a, a build and buy build and acquire strategy for creating these in-house cyber platforms cybersecurity platforms if these massive platform companies are going to effectively own the space if you're a venture capital firm does it make sense to continue to write checks into the space 
only so many of these cybersecurity companies are going to work. Only so many of them are going to get acquired. And there's already a number of them out there that have traction, that have low triple-digit revenues, low triple-digit millions, double-digit millions. And yet VCs, they, they keep writing checks, keep writing checks, keep writing checks. It's like a game of musical chairs. They assume they'll be able to get their money out before the space just slams into a wall. And there are going to be a number of cybersecurity companies that haven't really gained traction, that haven't got acquired by Amazon or, or others. And now they're what we refer to in the industry as zombie companies. They've been funded. They're not really growing. They don't have a natural exit. Maybe they can merge with each other. But, you know, we've talked about that in previous podcasts. When you have two, two zombie companies that merge with each other, it's like two drunks propping each other up. It doesn't really add value to the, to the shareholder base. So if you're a limited partner... In a venture fund, it's probably a good idea, uh, somebody who sits on the investment committee that, that allocates capital to a, the alternative investment sector and uh, the, the, the venture sector, it's probably a good idea to ask questions as to, you know, for X number of investments that have gone into cybersecurity in 2017 or that you, you, know, you have in process for 2018, you know, why? The space just isn't going to grow in, our, in, in, in perpetuity. You know, how, how is this investment that you're proposing into cybersecurity company X, how is X any different than other vendors that are in the market? What, what are they gonna do to grow faster, to differentiate from a product standpoint, so on and so forth. All the, all the stuff that VCs typically don't do on the diligence side. So that's food for thought. See you all next time.